Aloha, this is Jason from Hawaii. Welcome to the special edition of the Comics for Fun and Profit podcast. In this episode, I will be interviewing artist Sue Lee. She will be talking about her work in the upcoming um, Stillwater, The Escape One Shot. Um, it is from Image Comics and it's going to come out on March 9th. And she has a backup story in New Bern number five called Spookorama that is coming out on March 30th. Sue, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks so much for having me on. Oh, thank you very much for coming on. Now, um, Sue, before we start getting to the questions, I just want to go, you know, just give our listeners a little bit about your history. And please feel free to correct me at any time. So now, your first, now correct me if I'm wrong, your first work was Dim Sum Warriors from Yumchan Studios in 2013. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, Yumcha Studios. It's uh, one of my first gigs I had uh, outside of school. Uh-huh. And they were, it, it was really interesting because it's a children's comic and it's a multilingual, uh, bilingual um, book. It was Chinese and English. And so it was spun as like something fun and the kids could learn two languages at the same time. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Also, you've done work for Analog Sci Fi Magazine and Sierra Magazine. Now, were these just cover art, or was this also in like one-page interior art, or what, what? What was that? Yeah. Analog was a cover and a few uh, interior illustrations. So they have illustrations to go with the stories, uh-huh. and so I did a few of those. And then Sierra was also a mini comic inside um, the magazine. Oh, okay, all right, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Also, you did um, a comic book series for Ahoy Comics, Ash and Thorn. Yes. Did you do it for the whole series, or was it like a, or is it like? a certain issue i did it for the whole four issues so it's a four issue story um they put it into trade and yes i was lucky enough to work on all of the art okay and then that came out last yes last year 2021 and like you said it's already out of trade right now correct yes okay all right and then i you also did red um i believe a red a short story in red sonia black white and red number three from dynamite comics um in last year 2021 yes okay and also i know you're going to do a variant cover um for what's the furthest place from here that that issue it is going to come out on march 16th um basically next month is that correct yes and then i know you've done um you've also did variant covers for other comic books as well porcelain number three from a blaze and you did a Stillwater cover in 2021. Yep. And then you're all you're the artist on the Charlie's Angels Bionic Woman crossover from Dynamite Comics in 2019. Yes. And then also you've done work for other these other companies, Black Mask, Chapter House, Boom, Action Lab, Oni Press, Aftershock, and Valiant. Yeah, I've done a bit of a lot. <laughs> I've my fingers have been in a lot of pots. Yes, <laughs> but that's great. Now, did I miss anything? Uh no. Actually, um, I forgot to remind you, but uh, I think Stillwater: The Escape is going to be bumped to March 16th instead of the 9th, and that I totally forgot about that as well. No, don't worry. That's fine. Thank you very much. And then I'm going to ask: um, Is there 
any, you know, did I miss anything or is there, or when I went over your history, is there anything that you want to promote? I mean, I think you, you have done such an amazing job finding all these titles and I'm very impressed. Uh, I did, one of my things um, that I was very proud of is um, I was a big fan. I'm not sure if you remember the anthology Flight from Image from, oh, it was like two early 2010s i think and it was like an asian anthology or asian american slash asian anthology for a bunch of artists and writers and it was called flight and i read it when i was in high school and i was like you know what i'm gonna be on that book and i got to be in that book um actually when i was working with uh yumcha studios at the time mm-hmm. uh so the writer for dimson warriors also wrote a story for flight and i was like yes i definitely want to draw this so i am very proud that i got to be in the last volume i think oh that's so cool i'm gonna say no i don't yeah I don't, it, don't worry it's an entire lifetime ago <laughs> <laughs> i was very young <laughs> oh no but you know because um because unfortunately back in 2010 I was mostly I think I was mostly into like the big two comics I think whatever I don't even think I was buying too many image comics at that time yeah I mean that's understandable don't worry (laughs) not a lot of people know what flight is (laughs) okay now before I begin the interview now I want to give a big shout out um to you know to you know to you know, and Sue, you know the you know these guys. I want to give a big shout out to you know Gavin Smith. He's the artist on Star Trek: The Mirror War, and also Tony White. Now I want to thank them because you know they've you know because um, listeners when I reached out to Sue to see if she would do an interview, you know um, Gavin and Tony, you know they vouched for me when I was setting up this interview. So you know Gavin and Tony, thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed. Yes. Yeah, Gavin is great. I mean, he's you know very good friend of um, you know the show and of myself, and we're in a big group together. And mm-hmm. Tony, love Tony. He's such a sweetheart. Yeah. Okay. Now, where can listeners follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sue Dealey. Um, I. I I remember that none of my socials match up with each other because Twitter, I think, was the first uh, thing I've ever had. And Suli was taken, right? Of course. So I had to do Sue Dealey. Um, my Instagram is Suli Draws. Uh, I do not have Facebook. And my website is SuliDraws.com. Oh, okay. Now, um, where did you grow up? I grew up in New York all my life. I wasn't born in New York, but I've, um, I was born in Chicago. I was moved right after move, uh, being born right to New York, and I've lived here for over 30 years. Okay. And then, you know, do you remember what was your, what was or were your first comic or comics that you read? Oh, right. It, that's a lot, right? Because yeah. um, it's, it's like manga other um western comics um when i was a kid my parents used to read the like you know how there's um comic strips in newspapers um my parents would read the korean newspaper and there was comics there but these comics were a little like racy so it was a little bit more sexy a little bit more violent than like what american comics would be (laughs) i remember like peeking at those and being like what's that (laughs) you know and then they're like you can't look at this you're too young but um 
so I have a vivid memory of that, but I was a big fan of like Dragon Ball comics, you know, um, other manga, um, like Sailor Moon, you know, stuff like that. And then Western comics was just like Batman and, you know, like every mainstream, you know, hero. Mm-hmm. So, and then now, correct me if I'm wrong, you are a big fan of BPRD. You know, um, what did you like about that series? I I love how you found that out because I forgot I even said that. <laughs> um, but I'm a big fan of BPRD. I remember, well, everyone's a Hellboy fan, right? But um, when I was in high school, like all my friends were, I went to an art high school, so all my friends were just like, you know, comic nerds, right? Yeah. So we would read comics and like swap comics with each other and just talk about it. I was a big fan of Hellboy. Like I love Hellboy. Mm-hmm. But then BPRD was like, you know, that spin-off universe of like monsters and fantasy and horror. And yeah. it was just like, the, it's a, I just love universes where the possibilities are endless, you mm-hmm. know? So I was like, oh man, I love BPRD. I wish I could like, I, I like that's like one of those oh you know a fantasy that you have like a bucket list thing right but I'm a big fan because I love um horror I love um oddities mm-hmm. and I thought the characters were so interesting and fun that you could see yourself in that world right mm-hmm. so I think I was immediately attracted to it now I'm going off the cuff question have you ever um did you ever meet Mike Magnolia? I <laughs> did. Magnolia, yeah. I think that's how you pronounce his name, yeah. right? I apologize, Mike. Um, I did actually very briefly at Boston Fan Expo before the pandemic. So I think it was 2020. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, he had a table with a few other big name artists and creators. And I went out, I was like just browsing and I was like, oh, hi, I'm a big fan. He's like, oh, thank you. And that was it. <laughs> that was the only time. <laughs> no, that's pretty cool. Um, and um, let's see. Um, now for the BPRD, do you have a favorite storyline from that series or that? Yeah, or that universe. You know, I have to go back at my stock and like look through it because it's been a while since I read. Uh-huh. Um, but I did. Um, I, th- I don't really remember which because it all just blurs now because it has been a good minute before I've read them. But I remember, um, I think my, f- what is it? James Heron did a short story that i really loved Uh um he did a a small bprd story if i'm not mistaken but uh i remember being like very uh excited about that okay all right now this question comes from drew um he's the co-host of the comics for fun and profit um podcast um what was your first comic shop oh um that's you know that's interesting because like i used to go to a lot of uh like manga shops and they had like anime and you know other comic books and stuff but that was like little miscellaneous stores in like queens new york because that's where i grew up um so i don't remember the names of the stores but like you go there you look at like all the mangas that like Mm -hmm. couldn't be translated yet or you know just to like browse Mm -hmm. um but i think the 
first like mainstream comic store I went to uh, was Forbidden Planet in New York City. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like ever since I was a teenager. Um, my friends and I used to go there after school to like browse and buy and just like hang out. That was like one of the old, like spots I um, went to consistently and. Jim Hanley's Universe. So those were the two comic book shops, and Forbidden Planet was my number one. Oh, that's pretty cool. That is. Now, I'm going to ask, how did you get... Now, I know you said that you went to um, an, 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 art high, an art high school? Yes. Wow. So, okay. So, uh, you know, like, how did, how did you get started in comics then? Um, I like drawing. Uh, I guess that was the first thing that I can remember is that I just really enjoy drawing. And when you go through, so in New York, when you go through um, like lists of high schools, right? I was like, what do I want to do? And I found out that there's a specialized art high school. So I had to like, I was interested because I was like, well, I want to draw, right? Like that just sounds interesting. And then when I found out that they um, had cartooning classes, I was like, yes, that's what I want to do. This looks like fun. So, you know, uh, and so I like took the test, you know, you know, because there's like a little drawing test, right, that you have to pass. It's very easy. <laughs> you know, I don't know how hard it, it was. I don't know how hard it is now. I'm sure they, you know, amped it up. But back then it's like, oh, draw this dog, you know, like, <laughs> and then have like a little portfolio. It's like a mini college, you know. You have to have a little bit of a portfolio, do a little drawing test, and then, you know, I pass, so I got in, and immediately I was like, cartooning is going to be my major here. Um, and then so, that I, yeah, that's how I really started. Because I loved reading comics, but I knew nothing about how to draw them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I guess, you know, that was my first uh, foray into it. And then I'm just going to ask, like, um, um, you know, after high school, did did you go to like, did you go to you know, um, and like I said, I'm just asking it's an off the cuff question because you know, did did you um, continue like, did you go to um, art school, college? Did you go? To- I did. Oh, yes. Okay, so yeah, I mm-hmm. I attended a school of visual arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where um, I took cartooning with Klaus Jansen, um, but a lot of my friends did as well. Not a lot, but like. A lot, uh, most of my group, my friend group, um, who went to SVA took, you know, Klaus or Mazzucchelli's class. Um, and yeah, so I went to cartooning and SVA afterwards. <laughs> so all my life, I've just been drawing. I, like, I don't know anything else. But I, I've told the story a million times, but before I got into SVA, I actually couldn't get in because my GPA in high school was extremely low. <laughs> So um, Tom Hart, you know, he's like the best uh, comics person in the world. Um, he has his own school called, I think it's still around in um, Florida, Saw. It's the Sequential Art Workshop. Um, but he used to teach in um, SVA, and I took his class too for Principles of Cartooning, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, a, he's, such, he's such a great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he, he came to my high school to do like, um, like a presentation and stuff. And, you know, he was looking at people's portfolios and he was like, Hey, did you apply to SVA? And I was like, I did, but I couldn't get it because my grades suck. So, you know, he like was like, okay, you know, try to like, he helped me out with like trying to, you know, make my portfolio better and then like do an interview and all that stuff. So, you know, Tom, like 
honestly changed my life, right? So I really appreciate him and everything he's done. Um, but before that, I had to choose a school, right? Like you had like, I'm graduating. I got to find something. Yeah. I was very close to going to mortuary school <laughs> instead. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, if I can't draw, you know, what's the next best thing? Like, you know, in art, <laughs> I was like, let me go to, uh, there's a school called like, uh, College of Mortuary Science or something in New York. So I was like, I was going to do that. I was going to get all my shots. I had the pamphlets. I was like really close to getting in. And then I got into space. I was like, okay. But now I think about like what my life could have been if I was like a mortician or, you know, in forensics pathology or something, you know, what could haves, right? (laughs) In another universe, I guess. Well, at least at least you had a backup plan, right? Oh, yeah, I definitely did. And it's funny because even when I was in, um, in SVA, I was looking for part-time jobs. I applied to funeral homes, too, just to, like, yeah, because I was like, I don't have professional, like, you know, backing, but I could be a secretary or something. Yeah. So I was still very interested in being in that world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is that's pretty cool. I, I, have, <laughs> I know it's different. No, but, <laughs> but like I, I think, but I, but Sue, I think the cool thing about this is that you knew what you wanted to do. You went to you, you found a high school that was that would help you with your future. Um, you know, and also too, you also had a backup plan too, because just in case. The art thing doesn't work out, you know. Exactly, exactly. Although I'm really bad at math, so I would have been terrible in any kind of science. <laughs> so that would have been a big struggle for me. So you're not the only one. I'm terrible in math too. You know? It's it's my I gotta say it's my one kryptonite. Like I'm extraordinarily bad at math. So good thing I can draw. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm joking on this part. So if any, if there's any future writers out there that's going to work with Sue, please put math <laughs> in your story. <laughs> do not have me do math. Yeah, <laughs> please. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, now the thing is, um, I um I know um you mentioned that you know we've already talked about that you already had Klaus Johnson as one of your teachers. You also mentioned another teacher's name. Um. A little while ago, who's the other teacher that you had? Oh, uh, David Mazzucchelli. I never took uh, David Mazzucchelli's class, but okay. um, uh, my friends did. Oh, Josh okay. and Tyler. Yeah. All right. Because the thing is, now correct me if I'm wrong, because I because when I was doing some research, you know, um, you know, he was one of the names that kind of I guess sort of influenced you. Is that correct? Because I know like Frank Quietly, Mobius, you know. And David Mr. Kelly. So I'm, I'm just, did you, I'm off the cuff. Did you I know. No. So I love David Mazzucchelli stuff. Um, I loved Asterios Polyps when he um, created that. And I was like in love with that book because it was so different from, um, you know, his Batman, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I was like, you know, like, I was like, he's so multi-talented and everything. And like his storytelling is just amazing. Like, his Batman, you know, the the year one story, I say the Batman, but the year one Batman story is, I think, like, 
every I I think a lot of people can attest that like that is a lot of our Bibles, right? Because it's like it's just near perfect. Mm-hmm. The storytelling, like um, Richmond Lewis's colors, you know, yeah. it's just like probably probably one of the more perfect like I think Western comics I've ever read in my life, mm-hmm. and I always like reference that a lot because it's just it, I don't know, I, it's just close to perfect, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe like a point, but you know, like. Um, no, but I never met him. He did waltz into Klaus's class once to ask to borrow something, I think. And that was the first time, I think, because we were so young, right? But we were like, you know, Klaus was like, this is uh, David Mazzucchelli. And we were like, oh, you know, we were so like, oh, my God. <laughs> we were like, oh, you know. And I think a lot of my friends took his class, like, during senior year and stuff, mm-hmm. so. No, um, I'm going to ask you um... – I know um, Frank quietly. I'm going to ask, did you ever meet him at a con or anything? Unfortunately not. You know, he's like one of those, um, like, you know, they say like never meet your heroes or like never put your heroes on a pedestal. So I'm like scared to meet him because like I see his art as like, I think it is one of the most, he's one of the most brilliant like comic artists ever. Yes. And I like put him on a very high pedestal, you know? So it's like, I don't want to know anything about him other than how good he is at storytelling. Because yes. I don't want anything ruined. No, but I'm sure he's great, you know? And I've read like some interviews and he seems very like, you know, genuine about his work and his passion for it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I've never met him. Um, but the person I did meet, again, very briefly, was Yoshitaka Amano. Mm-hmm. He was... Yeah doing a demo for comic-con this was like years ago right so like 2015 or something like that right i don't remember when but it was like very long time ago um and he's doing a demo and i distinctly remember his agent or someone saying or the host of the demo because you know he was like drawing on like one of those boards and it like projected onto the screen and everything And I had one of his books with me just in case, because it was me and a friend and we were like, we're going to go see Yoshitaka Omano and we're going to get this signed, right? So I had like this really like obscure like collection of um, prints in a book and it's like in Japanese. So like you can't really get it here Mm -hmm. in bookstores. And so I had that with me and I distinctly remember the host was like, he is not going to stay after the, after the show. He's not going to sign anything. So don't ask. And he's going to just leave. Nobody listened to it. And as soon as he was done, everyone crowded around him. And he was like, he is so sweet. He's so polite and so kind. He like quickly signed people's stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had my book like in front of him. Cause I was like, I wasn't being pushy, but I was just like, well, just in case he could, right? Then he stopped signing. He looked at me and we locked eyes for a few seconds. He looked at my book. He looked back up at me and then he opened it and signed it real quick. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, thank you so much. We were, I was like so happy that I was the last person like he signed for. Mm -hmm. And like, he's, he's so nice. Cause he was so polite about it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I feel super bad, but I have a signed book. So it's, that's priceless to me. Cause I, I love your Takamano. Like I used to be super influenced by his stuff. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to ask because for me and for listeners that don't know him, like what, what, what was some of his works that he did? 
Well, famously, he did the characters' designs for Final Fantasy. Okay. Yeah, but he also did designs for older um, uh, manga and anime as well. So uh-huh. he did like a lot of illustrations, and he's not just like an anime artist. He's like a real like illustrator, right? Uh-huh. So he's very revered in Japan, and they take his work very seriously. And even here, like one of my dreams is to hunt down originals and buy them and frame them on my wall you know but they're very rare to find um, and they're very expensive oh okay (laughs) but he's just brilliant you know he just like he's one of those artists that like he just like feels you know with paint and like ink and he just goes with the flow literally he doesn't like sit there sketching everything out he just like you know just puts it on paper and mm-hmm. it's amazing mm-hmm. it's just like i don't know he thinks in a different like he definitely thinks in a different vibration or something because no. it's otherworldly his art it's incredibly beautiful oh, okay. i have a print of his um, vampire hunter d on my wall in my studio like right above me mm-hmm. so that's like one of my favorite illustrations from him oh I'm I'm just because like I said I really I'm not familiar with his work but so did he do work on Vampire because I've heard of Vampire D did he do work on that but the designs and stuff yeah he did illustrations and uh, stuff like that oh okay all right so um I'm gonna um I'm gonna continue on um now you've already mentioned this the um your first now, correct me if I'm wrong. So your first paid professional job, of course, was the Dim Somewhere. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Now, how excited, how exciting was it to see your name on that book or comic? Oh, my gosh. It was, like, so exciting, right? It was, like, the first time ever my name is, like, professionally on something. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt great. It was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Off-the-cuff question. Um, it, um, did you show it to your parents and go, you know, look, you know? Yeah, yeah. My family saw it. Um, they had the copies. They were very excited for me. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. That is so cool. Thank you. Okay. All right. So I'm going to move on. We're going to talk about Stillwater the Escape. Now, you know, before we start, may I ask, can you give a brief description of the Stillwaters um, series for some listeners who may not be familiar with the story. I'm, I'm kind of sort of familiar with it. But. Well, I don't want to give any spoilers away because I think it's a book you have to experience yourself. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a universe where nobody can die or nobody dies, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, and honestly, like, it, the, end, the possibilities are quite endless for this universe, but it is about, um, you know, the a town where... See, I don't want to spoil it because, like, a, a lot of the main te- uh, issues is that, like, they find out that the town, you know, doesn't die, right? But it's, like, very intricate and has different stories about different lives in the town mm-hmm. and, yes. people's, um, and the different characters as well. Um, so, basically, it's a horror drama, um, and it's incredibly beautiful, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Now, um... Let's see. Uh, I, I'm like I said. Are you? Are you? Um, you know? Are you caught up with the series? Because I just only bought the first volume trade, like a couple weeks ago. 
Yeah, no, I'm not 100% caught up either. It's It sucks because when you're drawing or working or writing, it's I don't really have time to read yeah. a lot. Unfortunately, I know that's like, that's bad. I know it's bad, but because I'm like constantly working, I don't really have time to catch up to a lot of stuff. So there's a lot of books I need to catch up on. Oh, but, but that's understandable. Now, um, I'm, you, you know, because I'm on my end, it's just, there's so many comics out there. It's, Oh yeah. You know, I, I hear about Stillwater. I, you know, it's like, okay, I'll read it. 20 years from now when it's in a huge collection, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now I'm going to ask how, you know, how did you get this cool gig? You know, uh, you know, you know, like, was it a phone call from Chip Zdarsky? Was it a <laughs> call from somebody, you know, and, and don't, and I'm not going to ask you to spoil the story that you, that you worked on the, for the one shot. Yeah, no worries. Um, well, you know, I worked, uh, for when I was doing um, Spookorama on Newburn, um, so that's also a Chips uh, project, right? That's his um, uh, label. And so I knew the editor for um, the editor who's working with Chip on Newburn, and and she reached out to me, and I was like, oh yeah, of course I'd love to do this. You know, um, sounds good, uh, sounds exciting, and you know, um, and then. I like that was that for that, but then uh, for Stillwater, uh, the escape. Uh, John Moisen, the editor for that title, also for Skybound, uh, messaged me a while back to do the um, the variant cover. So that was my first time on a Stillwater thing, uh, and you know I thought that was that was it. Like nothing, you know I was. I wasn't expecting anything else, but I did that. And I guess the reception was good. I, I didn't realize how, at that time, I didn't realize how popular Stillwater is. And I think that's like, it has like a cult following, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, right? Like, that sounds like, yeah, thank you, you know? And then mm-hmm. a few months after, John also emailed me and was like, hey, do you want to do a short story for it? And I was like, yeah, I would, of course I would. I'd love yeah. to. <laughs> Um, and that was it. Yeah. I know. It's funny because like, you know, I have never actually really talked to Chip, but when he, he wrote me a thank you letter, um, for one of the, um, for the newborn book. And I was, it was very kind. Chip is such a sweet person. That's so cool. Now also, um, now for the, um, Stillwater, the escape, um, you worked with, you worked with, um, writer, is it Andrew Wheeler? The show on the yes. short story. Oh, yes. okay. He wrote the story for our uh, for our uh, pages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Chip is writing um, for Ramon Perez's. Okay, all right. And then now, also because you already mentioned about Newburn, now it's going to be correct me if I'm wrong. So it's Newburn issue number five, and the backup story is titled Spookorama. Correct. Yes. Okay. Now, so from five on out. Yes. Okay. All right. Now, um, let's see. Now, I, you know, because yes, and Sue, I mentioned this to you in my email. You know, I finally picked up at least the first three cop, the first three mm-hmm. issues. I read the first two. It's a great series. But for our listeners, can you tell us, you know, um, what the Newburn series is about? 
Well, it's funny because Spookarama is not really an extension of Newburn, but oh, okay. it is. Yeah, so it's. Um, so it's, I know it's about like a murder mystery, you know, uh-huh. investigation. So, but Spookarama is, touches upon that as well. Uh-huh. It's about a girl trying to figure out the death of her friend and trying to like uh, investigate herself uh, while there's also an investigation in the background happening for it. And it's like a drama piece. So uh-huh. I think in that case that the two stories um, make sense with each other and then the theme of the book. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... um. And then I, and then, and then like, uh, and then this backup story, um, I'm just going to like, how many, do you know how long that backup story is going to be and how many issues? Um, yes, I think it's five pages per issue on the backup story. And so I think it's, if I'm remembering correctly, it's 20 pages. So it's like one issue um, split up into oh, these following oh. issues, yeah. Okay, I see what it is. Now, I, I'm just asking, you know, and you know, I, and if you can't tell me, that's fine. But you know, that backup story that you're working on, and the writer is um, Casey Gilly, is that correct? Yes. Okay. I think I, it's I, uh, either Gilly or Jilly. I'm, I'm not sure I've, uh, yeah, I was acquainted with her recently because of, um, this book. Oh, okay. Now, I'm just asking any hints of maybe this might spin out into its own miniseries or like any word? I'm just asking. Not sure, honestly. And also, I apologize to Casey. Um, I didn't mean to gender them. I, I, um, so she, them, just in case, I apologize oh, yeah. if anything. Um, but no, I don't know yet. It's a insulated story so Uh we could if we wanted to and also if i don't know yet we have to see the because it's like a whole separate thing yes um and so hopefully we'll see what happens with it but if not it's it could just be like a really nice uh one shot it's a black and white story because as i was working on it i liked i wanted to like as i was working i was like you know i kind of like that you know Newburn is colored and it's dark and yes. then you have this backup story that's just black and white has like a little bit of ambiance and yes. I, I thought that would go well with the vibe of the book and so Chip was also down for that and also Alice and the editor was down for it so I was like awesome yeah <laughs> you know oh that's going to be pretty cool because I'm really now I'm really looking forward to that backup story because oh, yeah. <laughs> Because when I read the first issue of Newburn, I mean, it was, you know, it's great in color and everything. <clears throat> but if they did it in black and white, it's like, oh, my God, that would have been great. Yeah, because Jacob does a good job with the inks, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. so I was like, I, I kind of wanted to, yeah, so I'm glad you noticed. Like, I kind of wanted to, like, follow that. But it's also set in the 80s. So I kind of wanted to think of, a, like, um, like, a flashback of the era. So, like, you know, for me, I was like, if it was a black and white, it's a little vintage-like, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I want it to be moody, right? <laughs> and then it would kind of separate the book as well. Um, yes. You know, so I thought it would be interesting. And they liked it. So I'm glad that they went with it. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Okay. Um, now, Drew, again, he submitted a question. Now, for... Um, for the um, one-shot story in Stillwater and for the backup story in Newburn, 
did you work with um, full scripts? Uh, yeah. I mean, you mean in terms of did Andrew send a script uh, for yes, the pages? Yes, yes, okay. I did. Yep. And and then for Casey, the same Casey, thing. Yep. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Um, now, I'm joking on this part <laughs> because I'm going to because you know you know where this is going to go afterwards. So you You're know. Fine. Do your friend, do your artist friends bug you with questions about what's going to happen next in Stillwater or Newburn? Oh, no. <laughs> no, we talk, you know, a lot of us, like, we're like, oh, what are you, what are you up to and stuff like that? But no, no, we don't, we don't really, um, like, bug each other about stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah, <laughs> they're all very good. <laughs> no, I'm joking on this part. None of them go, you know, I think this is how Stillwater's going to end. Remember that Twilight Zone story? You know? Oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's because we're like, you know, we work on the projects. We know, like, you know what I mean? It's like... <laughs> We probably won't have the answers anyways, right? <laughs> but also, like, once you've worked, you know, once you've, like, worked in this process, it, it kind of, those kind of questions, like, just, you know, go, like, go out of your head, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we do that for TV and movies and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. But, like, this is, like, it's, isn't it, it's funny, it's different. You, you see it in a different light once you're working inside, right, yes. the industry versus, like, being outside of it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're all very good. <laughs> okay. All right. So I'm going to say, because this is the perfect segue to go to, um, now I'm going to correct me for a moment. So is it, I know you're on Twitch TV. Oh gosh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. And, and My stupid to, show. No, it's not. So, but now, so, it, and, and it's called, um, Sue Lee Draws, is that correct? Is that the name? So that's just, so when I first created my Twitch, I didn't think I would be doing this. I thought I was just going to be one of those um, artists who Twitch, you know, who like stream my art every yeah. once in a blue moon. Yeah. And, you know, so Sue Lee Draws is just like my, you know, my professional like title or whatever. I don't even know what to call it, right? Like Sue Lee is taken, right? So I had to <laughs> add something else. Um, so it was just like a generic name that I just slapped on it. I was like, oh, I'm just going to solo stream art. And I did that for a little bit. Right. Um, yeah. but it's hard to keep a consistent, um, schedule when you're mm -hmm. working. And plus I can't show most of my work anyways. So yeah. I'm like, I don't have downtime, downtime to work on my own stuff. Plus I don't have, you know, so it was like, I, I couldn't like keep up with it. Although I want to go back to doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, so <laughs> The unofficial uh, title for the stream, the the art, the drink, the draw, the drink and draw, I guess, right? <laughs> is uh, it used to be Sue and the boys, yes. but now because um, other people have joined, I said Sue and the crew. We've changed. We've it's the unofficial, official, unofficial <laughs> name <laughs> is Sue and the crew. <laughs> And it was, it's funny because we try to think of a name and I hated that my name was in it. I just wanted to be like drink and draw or like, you know, the stupid Friday show or something like that. But we could not for the life of us agree on a name. And so I was like, I don't care. It's just a show. We're not naming it anything. And then at some point, I think Gavin was like, I have an Instagram for it. Let's just call it Sue and the Crew. And I was like, okay, fine. So thank you, Gavin. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's just like, I, I, I can't change it because I do do solo stuff on it as well, 
Um, but our weekly sh- or I guess our monthly shows are soon to crew and it's just Suli draws. <laughs> oh. I know it's complicated, but it was just, I went through a whole like metamorphosis. <laughs> now you've already touched on that. You know, um, um, I'm going to, I'm going to back up a little bit. So like, you know, um, how did you come up with this? I mean, I know you said you're just going to do like your own, just do your drawing thing, but how did it evolve? So we met in comic New York Comic Con 2019. I met, I joined the modern mythology, um, the art group uh, in 2019. Is that when the pandemic and was that right before the pandemic? Actually, yes, it was. Right, I think that. So that was the last Comic Con yep. we did together yeah. until 2021, I think. But. Um, so I just jo- I freshly joined and uh, Josh Raybuck, our um, you know commission rep, uh, set us up all together in one row. That was nice. Mm-hmm. And so I intru- I was like, you know what? Like, let me introduce myself to everyone. And I I w- I figured, hey, if we have this thing, um, maybe we can be like other people and have like a group of like artists to hang out with and like you know show art and like critique it and you know just like just to keep up with like the world and you know and everything and and it would be it'd be nice to like hang out with friends right because we couldn't right like visually see each other because of the pandemic and I was like but before that I was like it'd be cool if we got like a little art group thing going right yeah we I set up like um like a group chat thingy and so we've done that for a very long time now and when the pandemic hit and conventions were like a no-go and we couldn't go out at all I was like hey I've been seeing that people are like twitch is becoming really hot right now especially because of the pandemic I was like maybe we should do something Mm -hmm. and so you know we were like yeah sure why not um it was like a monthly it was like a weekly thing and it, it was nice because like a lot of us like didn't really have much like I didn't really have much because the pandemic a lot of work was stopping and I just had yes. free time and you know so I was like you know I can host it and everything and it was like fun um and then I think everyone like enjoyed like being able to hang out and like the the fans get to watch gets uh-huh. to know us better because you know we're, we just were not being able to go out and like you know do things so it'd be nice if people got to know us better so i was like hey this might be fun and you know and that's how it ended up so i guess because of the pandemic (laughs) and then um who is it who is in the group okay so (laughs) it's a lot um myself gavin smith Mm -hmm. tom riley josh hickson um craig Mm cermak tyler boss Mm -hmm. uh Ricardo Lopez, um, Ortiz, um, Dave Stokes just started joining. We mm-hmm. have Sweeney Boo and Rossi Gifford and Adam Gorham. Oh, oh, cool. Adam so Gorham. everyone, yeah. So everyone rotates in, you know, yeah. not, I mean, we're all friends, but yeah. like not everyone can join, but that's like the main characters. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, because um, Adam Gorm, yeah, um, because I interviewed him last year for the oh uh, nice, uh, the Godzilla ver- Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, and I yes. know his book is coming out sometime next month. Yeah, yes. nice guy. Yeah. Oh, he's a he's a sweetheart. Yeah. 
Twitch streaming show, is it now, is it like on a monthly schedule? Is it every two weeks? When does it come out? So from the pandemic, during the pandemic, it was every Friday because we had nowhere to go, right? Um, (laughs) And then as soon as the pandemic started easing up, uh, we switched to Thursdays um, because, you know, people go out on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's Thursdays now. And because work is gearing up for a lot of us, um, Mm -hmm. or I mean, all of us really, uh, I'm doing, we're doing bi-week, bi-monthly, I'm sorry, bi-monthly. So it's um, two Thursdays every month. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And then um, just for our listeners, you know, like basically, you know, besides, you know, critiquing artwork and stuff, um, I, I know you already mentioned you guys talk about movies and TV shows, but like <laughs> what TV yeah. shows, what movies do you guys talk about? What like science fiction, crime drama? What do you guys, you know? Oh gosh, on the stream is a mess. It's such a stupid show. Honestly, like it's it's not popular at all and it's very small and but it's intimate, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Like we have the same viewers and it's like a nice hangout day with them. Uh-huh. Um and we literally just talk about anything, uh-huh. you know? Uh but we like nerd out and we draw we have a topic, right? So we talk about a lot of the topic that's for the week. Uh-huh. Um so but we like talk about video games we you know we did a whole nerd out session for the new lord of the rings rings of power that's coming out you mm-hmm. know yeah. um elden ring that just had like that's going to happen in a few days and mm-hmm. so like it's everything honestly but mm-hmm. we do love talking about movies and tvs like mm-hmm. that's we're like we love watching it and then like also like watching it together and just talking about it and stuff so yeah. um literally anything <laughs> It's a mess. <laughs> Again, we don't have like hundreds of viewers. We have like, you know, very, very, very tiny, modest amount, but it's fun. You know, yeah. it's very, it's, it's like low key and it's nice. No, but, but like you said, it, it, but the, the cool thing is that it's just you and your friends hanging out talking story. Yeah. That's, and the chat is very sweet. You know, the yeah. fans who've been sticking with us for a few years now, they're very nice. And, you know, they're like, they buy our stuff and they're very supportive. And so it's nice. Right. So like we're talking and it's like, they're in on the joke. Right. Yeah. So it's very nice. That's pretty cool. Now that's a perfect segue about, you know, when, you know, the viewers buy, you know, some of the artwork and stuff. Now, if listeners are interested in getting a commission from you, um, how can they go about, you know, putting a request in and so forth? Or, um, Well, you can email me at sulidraws.com or uh, at gmail.com. I'm sorry. Or you can hit up Josh Raybug at modernmythologycomicart.com. Mm-hmm. And so there's like uh, all our rates are there and everything and um, mm-hmm. original pieces that go up on the site as well. Mm-hmm. So either or you can totally just hit up Josh. It's totally fine. Also, I just wanted to say for all you sports lovers, like there's some of them are very big sports fans, and I I know I know nothing about sports, but they can really go off about sports, and like a lot of us just zone out. So if you're, if you're interested in that, <laughs> um, this is an off the cuff question. Um, um, who is your favorite character that you that you love to draw? Yeah. On your free time, and um, 
I've gotten a lot of uh, frequent like commissions and requests of like the rotation of the art, uh, the characters are, it's almost like the same five characters. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, on, on a bucket list, I guess if I could put it out into the universe, I'd love to draw Catwoman. Oh. And I've drawn Catwoman a bunch of times too for like commissions, but mm-hmm. I would love to, uh, yeah, try that out. Ah, okay. All right. So I'm, I'm slowly wrapping this up. So now you already mentioned Catwoman. Um, actually, let me ask you this first off the cuff question before I sure. start my next. So if DC Comics, <laughs> as soon as this interview ends, your phone rings, you know, <laughs> and it's Jim Lee. <laughs> oh, boy. He's going to go, hey, Sue, you want to draw, like, you know, a 10-page um, short story Catwoman for our, our, our summer spectacular 100-page thing? <laughs> uh, I would, would say... <laughs> Maybe no, it would be yes. <laughs> there would be no doubt. Actually, it's funny because Jim Lee also streams on Twitch as well, and so I've watched his streams for a while. Um, and I was streaming one day, and I think someone, I think he saw that like I was streaming, and I think he does follow me on Twitch, but like I've never really like I. This was like the one time I've ever talked to him, but. Uh, I guess my also like, um, you know, fan, fangirling moment was that like I was streaming on Twitch. I was literally just drawing my own thing mm-hmm. and he raided my chat. And so like he was there and, you know, he was talking on the, on the chat and I was like responding and all of his fans were super sweet. Um, but that was the only time I've had <laughs> like a interaction with Jim Lee. So thank you, Jim. He's also very kind. So... <laughs> But yes, if Jim if Jim was on my Twitch and was like, "You want to draw Catwoman?" I'd say yes. <laughs> right. So, so my question. I'm going back to my question. So, what series or characters would you love to work on? So many. Um, Catwoman. Um, BPRD. Still, I guess. You know, actually, I've said this a bunch of times but i know dc doesn't have it anymore but remember the elseworld series that they used to do i was a big fan i collect i've collected almost all the elseworlds trades yeah i would go to like five dollar bins and like comic shops and stuff just to look for the old obscure ones yes um and i love it i just love universes that you can do anything with does that make sense i mean i guess I guess that's like goes for any of the characters, but it's like, it truly is like, you can literally do whatever you want, kind of, right? And so I like that. If I was like, oh man, that's my goal to draw an Elseworlds series to like, like, what can I do with this like established character that no one has, no one else has done or, Mm -hmm. you know, or maybe do a better spin on or something, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, I'm not better, but, you know, if I could have a spin at it. But I used to love Elseworlds, and I still do, but they don't make that anymore. But Mm -hmm. that used to be my dream, um, my dream thing. Uh, Catwoman, BPRD. I mean, Hellboy is great, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to – so one question, again, after the interview. 
if the phone rings from DC Comics, <laughs> you know, going, hey, we're going to restart Elseworld. You know, we want you to be the first artist, you know, first artist to work on this, whatever, you know, whatever Elseworld book they're going to throw at you. You know, do you have a portfolio ready with sample pages inside? Um, hopefully my projects, all the projects I've done is like, you know what I mean? A good enough, like, mm -hmm. uh, portfolio for them. Right. But if they wanted me to draw a character, I would be more than willing to mm -hmm. say yes. <laughs> um, I know you said Hellboy is one of your favorite characters. Um, I'm just asking, did you ever toy around with like sample page? Like, you know, like, well, if I had Hellboy do, you know, like you had your own little short story. Did you ever? Oh, <clears throat> no. Because it's, 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 you know, I think, I think, I think cause, um, because I'm working like, it's not easy to do that a lot of the times. I mean, fan art. That's why the, the Twitch stream is fun because we pick a topic and mm -hmm. we get to draw our versions of that. So that's like our way of, or at least my way of like tr getting to do that. So it's like, I have to force myself to draw something that I want if I have free time. Yes. And then the topics will be the way I get to do it. But other than that, no, unfortunately I have not. That explains why, because I was checking through your the past um, shows, and one of them was DC Kingdom Come, and I couldn't. Yes, you know, because I know somebody drew the um, Alan Scott um, Green Lantern in the. Oh, I think that was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that armor looked. Dave it, is a force to be reckoned with, and he's too modest to agree with me, but he's a beast. Really, that really looked. That his armor looked like the old. English art, you know, those, those yes. real knights on yep. that, that was like, oh my god, that looked, nothing, I'm not putting Alex Ross's design down, but <laughs> like, oh my god, but that looks, I'll tell Dave you said that. <laughs> I kept thinking, that looks so much better, you know. I'll, I'll tell him you said that, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, and, so we, we choose these topics, and then we decide to take a spin, like our spin at it. Okay. Also, our styles are extremely different. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a nice opportunity for us to kind of like flex a little bit, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And then also, I, and someone was drawing the um, uh, Red Robin from Kingdom Come. Craig, yeah, that was Craig. Nice. Craig wow. is all, I got to say, all my friends, all my friends are extremely talented, you know, like... I, I, I'm extremely envious about how good they are. Mm -hmm. And even when I'm like, and it's for me, because I'm hosting, I have to read the chat. I have to pay attention. I have yeah. to spotlight artwork. So I can't do as intricate of a piece. Mm -hmm. So I just do something simple. Mm -hmm. um, but I genuinely love that I can showcase my friend's stuff yeah. because I like, you know, and, and I don't mean to be cheesy, but like, I, I, am, I am like a cheerleader for them, even if they might not see it like that. I don't know if they do. I'm just saying like, I try to be a big cheerleader for my friends because um, they're incredibly talented and like, I love all of their works and I think they deserve all the best things. And yeah. so it, it, even if it's like, not for me, if they can sell something or if other people can, you know, if, if their fandom can grow yeah. just a little bit from the stream, I'm more than happy to do that. Like that genuinely makes me very happy because they're all so very good. 
I'm sorry, because I'm going to go back to that Red Robin, because when I said <laughs> that, yes, yes. I was going, oh my God, because, and I can't remember who did the Red Robin artwork, but I was going, it's, it's so, it, it was kind of like, it's unfortunate that DC, um, when they did Future State or whatever, Future Story, you know, the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the revamps, sure. Nobody, they never, they never circle back around to Kingdom Come and do a Red Robin story because that would be, it's a costume design is incredible. Yeah, it is. It is. Craig did a really good job on it. And, and it's, it's, that's why we do those topics, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, if we could, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm going to try to wrap up, but I want to ask one no, no worries. question. Um, did you guys, did you guys ever do a Hellboys? Um, did you guys do a, we should (laughs) actually um i think we might have because Mm -hmm. i I did a um redraw of a hellboy ish uh, of a cover Uh with just inks um but now i'm not sure if that was just like a redraw of something or if that was hellboy Mm-hmm. But but you know what? Maybe we should <laughs> we should do that because I technically drew a Hellboy and it was just like me trying to um, mimic Mike McMinola's style uh-huh. just to, yes. you, you know just to like I think it was for inks or something. But uh-huh. thank you. I should we should do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, let's see. I'm, I'm slowly wrapping this up. So um, what no, is this fine? Most... This is fun. Oh, thank you, thank you very much. So, what is the most fun? or cool thing you you love working in comics? Huh, I mean, that's a lot of answers, right? Um, if you want to, we have time. I'm going to say, if you have time, <laughs> go for it. Um, working in comics, like, you can just nerd out. You're just, I mean, it's drawing, right? Like, if you don't draw, I guess you won't understand. But it's like, any profession it's like who gets to say they draw for a living right i mean work can be awful work can be tough you know at any profession but i get to draw Mm -hmm. you know my my one skill set is drawing and making it look good enough you know um then if they ask me to draw something like a, a cool fandom, you know, that's even better. Cause it's like, you know, I, I have not had a chance to um, work on anything like, uh, like big mainstream name, uh-huh. but that's okay. Like, cause I still love that. I get to extrapolate on a universe that's already there. So even uh-huh. if it's a cover, I, it's like drawing fan art, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like drawing professional fan art. I get to, have my spin on an existing thing Mm -hmm. and so it's like like writing fanfic I get to do my own thing with it and that's always the fun part it's like oh I get to do my own thing for it if that makes sense like that feeling is really fun Mm -hmm. um and then like you know you know no I don't know if anyone else is gonna admit it but like it's a little bit egotistical this uh, this work right like you draw good things people say it looks good right they <laughs> compliment you on it that always is nice yes um but i do like i love going to conventions too because mm-hmm. i love meeting fans i genuinely do like i love meeting people who buy my stuff who support me you know um talking with them and like i really do like when i'm at a convention i'm like okay you know it's my one time i get to like really show up you know it's mm-hmm. like business me is like ready to go <laughs> and yeah. stuff um but meeting my other peers right and like mm-hmm. 
talking shop and you yeah. know it's really fun because it's a it's a very interesting industry you know it's mm-hmm. not like tech or you know um business business right like i'm not working at like a, a you know like an office or whatever so you meet like all walks of life it, mm-hmm. weird people fun people yes. you know and it's like I, i'm sure that's for any profession but comics is very interesting because it's like you go into you ever like have that feeling when con season starts up it's like this excitement right it's like the one weekend out of like an x amount that you get to like like wave your nerd flag right like all these weirdos in one place and it's like oh these are my people right and no one judges you and like sometimes even like um people in industries that you wouldn't even expect like would come to comic conventions because they're like i'm a secret nerd right yes you see what i'm saying so it's like i love that i love so new york comic con is like my favorite show Mm because obviously i've been in new york all my life so it's like my hometown show but like i love when you're walking towards a convention Mm -hmm. and you see all these cosplayers and all these nerds you know like you could spot them right (laughs) they're like they're very like specific or they're like very excited and everyone's walking really fast and you're like i love that i i know it sounds silly but like i just love that energy i just love seeing like all these nerds in one place you know getting to like do what they love and not Mm -hmm. be judged for it and be weird you know what i mean and then and then you go back to work and be normal (laughs) yeah no i i yes i mean i understand um i have to say the funny thing is because here in hawaii on oahu we have I think so far, only two comic book conventions, um, the Amazing Comic Con and Comic Con Honolulu. It's funny because I always, because I remember one time my wife says, yeah, when, um, when I go to the comic book convention, I think she told my mother-in-law this. She <laughs> goes, you know, yeah, I don't see Jason for three days. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You know, and, and like the industry people, I mean, not everyone drinks, but it's like a place where like nerds get to be cool. <laughs> you know, you, you, yes. you do the nerdy thing that you go out and you drink and you party and you have fun. And then, you know, not everyone drinks. I'm saying like, that's not the funnest part, but it's, it's nice. I get to have everything, <laughs> you know, I get to, you know, enjoy all uh, walks of like the experience. Yes, and the thing is, and I understand. And the thing is, I understand where you said it's like, you know, the comic could because one of the comic book conventions that we had here, Amazing Comic Con, a few years ago had um, William Shatner and um, some of the cast from the Next Generation. Oh, cool! And, yeah, I mean, it was just the whole, you know, just the whole, you know, the whole spectrum of fans from some some four year old kid. Or even, you know, babies where couples just dress them up to either be sure. or, you know, Iron Man or something. And then, you know, and then you see, you know, um, the older adults, I can say this because I am old, you know, <laughs> you know, because I remember seeing, and, and like I said, it was really cool to see them. I saw a lady and she looked probably like in her early 60s, but she had the classic Star Trek, um, nurse chapel uniform from the nice. series and yeah like, that is so cool to see yeah i love it right and yeah. like you know she's probably proud of it in real life but like yeah. you don't really talk about that you yes. know yeah. <laughs> so i do love that yeah i also like hope that uh i think it was amazing con like my friends and i like talk about like oh we wish we could go to that <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, okay, so I know you said, you know, going to conventions, you have fun, it's great meeting fans, your peers. Was there one, either one or two favorite convention moments that you remember? Well, I think oh, one boy. you already mentioned about, you mentioned about uh, meeting. There's uh, Takamano, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that has to be one of my favorite moments. Um, um, and then I think um, just meeting, like, I don't know. I, it's hard to say, right, because, like, um, like professional um, outings also is, like, very meaningful to me because, like, you know, oh, I'm a part of this thing, right? And I'm being recognized for it. Those are always like the good milestones in my mind, right? Like emotionally, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I've gone so far in my career. And like, it's, I know that's really vague, but it's like, there's no other, it's like every show I go to, I, I try to achieve like a milestone in my career and like yeah. it gets recognized. And I, I would think I, that's when I'm like, oh yes, this is, this is good, you know, this is a great, this is a great year. No, yes, I, no, I, I get it, yeah. Okay. Um, next convention or store signing appearance? So the next convention, I'll be at WicketCon, uh, Wicked Comic Con in Boston, oh, okay. and that's in April 9th. It's a one-day show, and I think it's in Fenway Park. Um, so I will be doing that. That'll be my first show back and <laughs> everything else is up in the air. Cause not every show has like, you know, a, like started up their applications yet. Mm -hmm. Um, and I still have to be picky about where I'm going because mm -hmm. I am still wary about traveling, mm -hmm. you know? So, yes. yeah. So for now to be determined, but Boston, April 9th at, um, Wicked Comic Con. All right, I'm slowly wrapping things up. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Have you and your family been to Hawaii? No, my father has a long time ago when he was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and I have not. It's all, Of course, it's a place I've always wanted to visit. But um, I actually want to go back with my family because of my father. So thinking maybe, like hopefully it'll happen. But mm -hmm. I've always wanted to go. Oh, okay. All right. Um, any closing words um, to our listeners? Uh, I guess I just want to say thank you. And I, I appreciate everyone who supports me. And, you know, if I didn't have the fans and the support I have, um, honestly, like, you know, you're kind of not able to, you know, like proceed forward right and i and i am very very grateful and i am very very lucky and also thank you to all my friends of course you know um that they're very supportive and you know i'm very happy to be in an industry that's very strange <laughs> <laughs> all right all right sue mahalo Thank you in Hawaiian. You know, thank you for your time. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to interview you. And I wish you all the success with Stillwater, The Escape, and, you know, with um, Newburn, the backup story to Newburn. Thank uh, you so much. I really appreciate you having me on. This was a lot of fun, and I haven't done a podcast in a while, so I was hoping I didn't say anything stupid. <laughs> no, I mean, no, because I 
it's just for us to have fun. That's all. Yeah, no, this is a lot of fun. Thank you. So now if you are a new comic book reader or a lifelong comic book fan, please check out Sue's work in the pages of Stillwater, The Escape, that's coming out on March 16th. Um, and the backup story is starting in Newburn number five called Spookorama. That's going to come out on March 30th. And, you know, for listeners, if you guys get a chance, you know, tune into her, you know, her Twitch streaming show, show you know, um, when it was called Suli and the crew or Suli. Oh, Suli. It's Suli draws that twitch.tv, right? <laughs> um, something like that. It's just Suli draws, but yes, it's Sue and the crew. All right. Um, I want to thank Drew, the codes for comics for fun and profit for putting this episode together. You know, Drew, thank you very much for all your hard work behind the scenes, you know, and if you are a new listener, please check out new episodes of comics for fun and profit that comes out every Saturday. And finally, you know, I want to thank you, the listeners. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for listening to this episode until next time, guys. Aloha. Aloha.